Hey y'all, welcome to Inside Stories. My name is Michaela Bonds and today I will be talking about one of the most famous haunted stories of Southern Maryland, the story of Maul Dyer. I am going to be using information from the book Haunted Southern Maryland, which was written in 2019 by David W. Thompson. Maul Dyer is the name of a lady who came to America in the late 1600s from Ireland via England. She resided alone in a cabin in a colony in the tobacco fields of Southern Maryland. Maul was not exactly a people person. A virtual hermit, she traded herbal remedies with local Native Americans, and it's said that she enjoyed their companionship over that of her own people. Being an unattractive, older woman who also had a cold shoulder to the people around her made her disliked and disconnected from the people in her community. In 1695, there was a devastating two-year drought that caused major crop loss within the colony, which was followed by a detrimental disease outbreak. Four years prior to these terrible events, the Salem witch trials took place, and because she was already a social pariah, the colonists pointed their fingers at Maul Dyer, the winter witch, as the cause for the events. The people of the colony made their blame on Maul final, when after she crossed paths with the colonial governor, his children became extremely ill. The people of the colony were angry after the governor said there would be no official sanction taken against her, but the governor did say he would not stand in the way of due justice, so the people of the colony took matters into their own hands. In the dark of the coldest winter night of 1697, a frenzied mob of colonists rose against her, determined to see righteousness restored to the colony. The mob set her cabin on fire, but amidst all the anger and flames, Maul Dyer managed to escape her cabin into the woods where she was found days later frozen to death, hunched over a rock. Said to, because, said to be because of the power of her witchcraft, when removing her from the woods, there were imprints of her knees and one of her hands left in the rock. It is said that many reputable eyewitnesses have reported seeing the ghostly white figures of a woman and her wolfish dog spreading through the mist, and that the people who now reside in the area have been awakened at night by the sounds of a mob and baying hounds, but when investigated, no one was to be seen. In the book Haunted Southern Maryland, there are multiple stories of those who have been accused of witchcraft and have given the death sentence for their crimes. I have taken an extensive look at the stories of Maul Dyer and John Cowman, two of the 12 people tried for witchcraft in the Southern Maryland colonies. Although both of these people were tried for witchcraft, they got extremely different treatment because of their gender. Maul Dyer was accused of being a witch due to the blame falling on her when the colony had a severe drought and disease outbreak. Due to her being a social pariah, the colonists pointed their fingers at her, and her house was set aflame by a mob which left her to die in the woods. John Cowman was accused of witchcraft because of him using sorcery against Elizabeth Goodell. But Cowman was given a second option. In lieu of the death penalty, he was directed to serve at such labors directed by the governor. Although Cowman was found guilty of practicing witchcraft and given the death sentence just like Maul Dyer, he was saved from being hung and given the option to complete laborious tasks as the governor directed. No option of the sort was given to Maul Dyer or the other ten women accused of witchcraft by the people of the early southern Maryland colonies. In today's world, those accused of the same crime are going to be given the same punishment, and one will not be given a way out of his punishment solely on the fact that he is a man. The story of Maul Dyer is one that many people have heard to this day as it is told around campfires or used to scare little kids into behaving. There have been car accidents near the road where she lived, and wide-eyed drivers and numerous automobile accidents bear witness to the bizarre sights they claim to have distracted them. And others who have touched the rock on which her handprint sits felt terribly cursed by it. Whether you are a believer in ghosts or not, there is no doubting the terrible events that happened to Maul Dyer that freezing night in 1697. And whether it was her witchy powers that left a handprint on that stone or pure coincidence, there is no denying that it is there.
The author of this story, David W. Thompson, does a terrific job of mixing history within the haunted tale. This allows for readers like me who have heard the story of Maul Dyer all of their life to get a sense of the things that truly happened in the late 1600s, so we can connect it to the stories that have been passed down through generations. I recommend reading this story and all the others in the book Haunted Southern Maryland to get a taste of the terrifying history that has been left in Southern Maryland. The text and unholy the text An Unholy Mess, written by Anthony Brandt, discusses how and why the fear of which has spread so fast in Salem, Massachusetts in 1692. Brandt starts out his writing with immediately jumping into one of the trials, the trial of Rebecca Nurse. The extensive information about Rebecca Nurse and who she is gives readers a sense of familiarity to the one of the ladies who were accused and put on trial, and Brandt discusses these trials with actual dialogue of what happened in the events and uses quotes from the trials. One of them, Sarah Good, when urged by a minister to confess and save her soul, would have none of it. You are a witch. You know you are a witch, he declared. She shouted back at him. You are a liar. I am no more a witch than you are a wizard. And if you take away my life, God will give you blood to drink. Brandt has the ability to put readers in the scene of the text by incorporating quotes and actions that happened during these trials. The readers are able to get a feel of what it was like to be in the courtroom during these trials. The article Salem with Trials on History.com written in 2011, also discusses a lot of important information about the trials and how they started, and then exploded in Salem, Massachusetts. After a group of young girls came forward about believing they were possessed by the devil, a mass hysteria broke out in Salem. Some 150 more men, women, and children were accused over the next several months. The people in the God-fearing town of Salem, Massachusetts were absolutely terrified of the devil and witches being in their midst. These texts respond to how the devil got loose in such a whole holy God-fearing time in place of Massachusetts in the 1600s, after all of the witch frenzies that had been taking place in other states. When responding to why the fear of witches grew so fast, this piece explains that it was thought that witches could have could cause people to have fits, falling down fits, much like epilepsy, just by looking at them. They could kill cattle, start fires, induce illnesses, murder babies. They could pinch or bite people at a distance, prick them with pins. They could ruin people's lives. They could do all this because they had traded their souls to the devil in exchange for supernatural powers. In developing a stance, these writers used the concept of strict religion of the Puritans to show ways that the accused witches were accused off the idea that they had relations with the devil. When connecting my research back to the story of Maul Dyer, this research shows that how the mass hysteria of witches began. The lifetime of Maul Dyer was in 1600s, and as someone who had just made the voyage to settle in America, Maul Dyer was expected to be extremely, extremely Puritan and follow all the Puritan practices like the others in the colony. These Christians were extremely wary of the idea of the devil and thought that, people, that, that the people they accused of witchcraft were corrupted by the devil himself. Like the ladies of the Salem witch trials, Maul was found doing unpuritan-like things, such as not marrying, not bearing children, and being disconnected to her community. Maul Dyer was renounced as an unpuritan, and colonists started to strongly dislike her. The story shares some information about how the colonists turns against her. Like in the quote, she was reowned for her curative prowess and hated for her lack of social graces. This made her an easy target to accuse of witchcraft when natural disasters happened in the colony. As I was completing my research on the story of Maul Dyer and how her story connects to other people who were accused of witchcraft in Southern Maryland, 
and in other states too, I was able to make some important personal connections to Maul Dyer and all of those who fell to a fate like hers. I originally picked the story of Maul Dyer because I had brought the book Haunted Southern Maryland to school with me with intentions to read it eventually. When hearing about this assignment and that we could write a story about anything, I knew right away I wanted to choose this book. The book is thin, so I knew it would not be a long read, and some of the stories in the book have a very personal connection to my hometown. After looking through the whole book, I chose to focus on one particular story in the book, which was the story of Southern Maryland's winter witch, Maul Dyer. The story of Maul Dyer is one I grew up hearing about. My maternal grandmother would tell me about her and talk about witchcraft as a popular topic of stories in her family. Even though I knew her name and some vague stories about her being a witch, dying because of these accusations, and having handprints on a rock displayed in my hometown, I did not know all of the details of her story. After taking an extensive look at what happened to her, I felt a personal connection to Maul Dyer beyond just from being from my hometown, because she was accused of being a witch and attacked because of things she had no control over. Simply because she was shy and did not have a husband, external forces like weather and disease were blamed on her. I also felt a strong personal connection based around the anger when doing comparison research. I read another story in Haunted Southern Maryland, this one about the only man who was accused of witchcraft of the 12 accused in 1600 Southern Maryland. His name was John Cowman, and he was the only person accused of witchcraft in this time and place who did not receive the death penalty. This struck me personally and made me feel angry because I feel strongly that women and men should be treated equally, especially when it comes to the law. I know that common practices and laws were not in a place in this time frame, but all 11 of the women accused of witchcraft in the 1600 Southern Maryland were killed for their crimes, and John Cowman, the only male, was the only one given another option.